Welcome to Dicey Stuff, the podcast about life, because, well, the dicey stuff is the realest stuff of our lives. Come along as Lois examines living as a Christian woman in this modern age. Time to roll. Hey everyone, welcome to Dicey Stuff. My name is Lois Matson. Thanks for joining me today. I was in a store the other day. And I came out of the store and I went to my car and scattered across the parking lot were shopping carts everywhere. There's the corral where shopping carts are supposed to go and there's no shopping carts in it. I think there was one in it. But along the sidewalk and in the parking spaces, carts were parked everywhere. As I walked into the store, I thought, this is really strange. These carts are in the way. Cars can't park. People are going around them to get into the store. But nobody grabbed a cart on the way into the store. I'm going to advocate for everyone who hears me. When you see a cart that is not where it belongs, not parked in the corral outside, or not inside where the carts belong, where people can grab a cart to go shopping, if you see a cart on the sidewalk, if you see a cart In a parking space, grab it, use it, and then put it back where it belongs. Another thing, have you ever seen trash on the ground? Pick it up. Have you ever seen discarded disposable towels on the floor in a bathroom? Now, it's gross to pick those up. But if you take a piece of paper and you use that to shield your hand as you pick up the trash that's on the floor... Or you can wash your hands again if you need to. But I am amazed at the litter in our ditches. Please, please, please don't throw stuff out your window. That's disgusting. It doesn't go away. And everybody gets to look at it. And once there's litter on the ground, everybody throws litter on the ground. I am just completely beside myself amazed at the trash that's laying in the ditches. What about swiping out the sink when it has, you know, toothpaste in it? Why is it so difficult for us to take responsibility for things that are in the general public, like at a park, or like the ditch alongside the road, or like the parking lot of a store where there's carts all over the place? Yeah, somebody is hired to get those carts and put them back. But if everybody puts the carts where they belong, then there's open parking spaces for everyone, for new customers. The store doesn't look like it's a homeless camp with abandoned carts everywhere and trash everywhere. I don't understand the mindset of stepping over a piece of trash. I'll be honest, I don't get it. There's a slogan, you know, leave it better than you found it. Boys Scouts are Scouts. Pack it in, pack it out when you're going camping. Don't leave your trash in the woods. There is something to be said for leaving the world and the planet a better place than you found it. There is something to be said for leaving relationships better than you found them. Friendships. People in general. People in general who you come in contact with. Encouraging and positive reinforcement. And speaking life 
speaking the gospel, the good news. There is so much bad news in the world, and there is so much darkness in the world. Can we speak good news, the gospel? Can we shine light, the light of Jesus? Jesus is the light of the world, and his light shines in the darkness, and the darkness is forced off stage. It's gone. Darkness cannot exist where there is light. It feels like we succumb to, like water, seeking the lowest level in the ditch. And as Christians, it feels like we let culture dictate to us what we do, what we say, how we act. And it's amazing what a smile can do for the barista at the coffee shop in the morning. It's amazing what a, hey, how's it going, can do to the person behind the deli counter. Spreading cheer, showing compassion, showing interest in people is such a valuable skill to learn because it shows that you care. It shows that you love them. It shows that they matter because someone noticed. It doesn't have to be anything big. It doesn't have to be elaborate. One of the things that bothers me so badly about masks is not being able to see people's faces. It grieves my heart. It grieves my heart for children who are trying to navigate this world and learn what it's like, what people's faces are like, and what those expressions mean. And when they can't see expressions, it's so damaging. I've been thinking about the vine and the branches this Christmas season. In the Gospel of John, chapter 15, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he calls himself the true vine. And he talks about us abiding. We are the branches, he is the vine, and we are abiding in him. John 15, verses 4 and 5 say, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. We are grafted into him. We are joined to him. In him is our life. In him is our strength and our being and our self. In him is our identity, our reality. He gave himself for us, and he draws us into himself. He joins us and unites us to himself in baptism. He gives his spirit into our hearts to live with us, to guide us, to show us the things of Jesus, to remind us always of the sacrifice that was given for us. The incarnation just blows my mind. How can God have done this amazing and marvelous thing that the Word God himself, 
the second person of the Trinity, becomes flesh. He becomes one of us, but without sin. How can that even be? My mind is blown whenever I consider this. Christ humbled himself to become flesh. He laid aside his glory in heaven with the Father. He laid aside his rights to every honor and wrapped himself in a body that felt pain, that needed to eat, that needed to drink water, that defecated, that became ill, God himself. And yet he had the power to heal the sick, to give sight to the blind, to cleanse the leper, and to raise the dead. This meekness of Christ, this humility of Christ, this kindness and compassion of the Anointed One of God shines brightly in the Word. And we are called to that as well. We are called to be kind, to be humble, to be meek and patient. Paul writes to the Colossians in chapter 3, verses 12 through 17, and he gives instruction. We who are God's chosen ones, we who are holy and beloved, I'll read that for you now. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Did you hear that? And whatever you do, whatever you do, bringing back a shopping cart, picking up a piece of trash, holding the door for a mom whose arms are overflowing, whatever you do, in word or deed, encouraging someone who is struggling, speaking peace and grace, into someone's heart who is mourning, who is in pain over their sin. Those things that we do in word and deed, we need to do them in the name of the Lord Jesus. When we abide in Christ, we bear fruit. That fruit bearing will happen and does happen in our natural lives, in our love to our neighbor, in our service to those around us, in our care and compassion and concern for those people who we come in contact with. We will bear with one another and uphold one another, encourage one another, and forgive one another. Those things we do, the fruit that we bear, is because of Jesus and because we're abiding in Him. If we are cut off from Him, we will wither and die on the ground, just like a branch that is cut off from the tree that it is grafted into. 
do your part. Bring the shopping cart back to its corral. Grab a cart on the way into the store. Pick up that piece of trash. Throw it in the garbage. Smile at the shopkeeper. When you're doing a return, don't be crabby because your customer service representative is having a tough day, especially in this season at Christmas time. Look around you. Be observant. Pay attention to what needs to be done, what needs to happen. Open the door for that person who has a baby and a diaper bag and a toddler, and they're trying to manage all three. Open the door and say, have a good day. Bless you for raising children. Do the thing that needs to be done. There's a slogan for athletic shoes that says, just do it. And I want to advocate for just do it. Do the right thing. Help your neighbor. Love your neighbor. Serve your neighbor. Don't complain about your neighbor. The Eighth Commandment says, don't bear false witness against your neighbor, but excuse him, speak well of him, and put the best construction on all he does. If, if, everywhere we go, we leave the world a little better than we found it, the world will hear our testimony. Everything that we do is because of Christ, because of his sacrifice for us, because of his salvation because of his righteousness given freely, because of his blood shed on the cross applied to our hearts, because he has taken our blackness and made it white as snow, because he has taken our deadness and made it fully alive, because he has taken the darkness and made it light. None of this is of our own accord. All of this is because of the love of God shed abroad in our hearts, poured into us through the word, through the sacraments through the body of Christ, encouraging one another, uplifting one another, speaking life to one another. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything, everything, in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Just do it, whatever needs to be done. Thanks be to God. To Him alone be glory, through Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, hey, DSPS. My Lutheran study Bible has a quote regarding the true vine. We are grafted into the true vine, Jesus. I'd like to read to you from this. God has grafted us into the true vine, Jesus, at our baptism, watered by his word, nurtured by his body and blood, and filled with his spirit. We live for him rather than for ourselves. He has shown us what love looks like by his sacrifice on the cross. That same self-giving love becomes the motivation for how we treat others in our lives, family, friends, strangers, and enemies. We depend exclusively on Jesus Christ and him crucified for our salvation. In him, we bear much fruit. The body of Christ can share light, peace, Love, joy in this season at Christmas time. The baby Jesus who came to earth brought God Himself in the flesh to dwell among us. He is not only an example, He is the Redeemer, the Savior of the world. He brings true peace. He brings peace with God and peace with man. To Him alone be glory. God's peace to you. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Dicey Stuff, the podcast where Lois talks about this big dicey adventure called life. You're welcome to send your comments and feedback to DiceyStuffPodcast at gmail.com. Please, if you would, subscribe and share. Until next time, roll on, friends. <laughs>